The Vale Podcast. Local people telling local stories. For Mildura Living Magazine. And we've got two of the best in the studio today for part two. <laughs> Jane and Pete Aikman, how are you? Good, Jade. How are you going? Good morning, well. Jade. Thanks for having us. Uh, how are you sleeping at the moment, Jane? Uh, no, not too bad. Not too bad. I certainly, at the start of the week, was, yeah, feeling a few nerves and things for the grand final, obviously, this weekend. But the last few days I felt a lot better. So, mm. But today I'm sure as the day progresses on and we continue to talk about it, the nerves will start to build. But nerves are great. I think that's uh, all part and parcel with playing playing sport and, yeah, and being in a grand final. So it's exciting. It's great. It is. It's interesting that you say that because I've sort of felt the same thing and I thought I feel like the hype's worn off a bit now. Because it's been a long time coming. It has. And whether that, um, yeah, I think the emotion after our first first final win and to go straight into the grand final is thrill and excitement. And then you sort of start to think, oh, God, it's a long time now between the next game. So, yeah, can we pull it back together and, and bring our best on grand final mm. day? But we've trained well, Jade. We've got full confidence in ourselves and... Um, yeah, got to have the belief so we can get through and, and get it done. Yeah, I think I think we've got the belief, don't you? I think oh, we're. Yeah, I certainly think. I think we feel. Um, yeah, we've got the skill sets. We've got the team. We've showed the consistency during the year, and so it's just bringing it on the on the final day. Mm. We have lost to Irimpool once before, though. We have and we'd lost to Wentworth, so. Mm. We'd lost to Wentworth by 25 points the week before. Yes. So yeah. with exactly the same team. Well, the top three it shows. We both have had a win and both have had a loss against each other. So mm. really between the top three, any of us could have been in the grand final. So for Orimpool to come through, they played brilliant last week against Wentworth and probably unfortunately for Wentworth, they've had a, a few injuries leading into the finals, mm. then one in the final and then one prior to the final last week um, in the warm-up. So, yeah, they've had a stiff, mm. a stiff run running into their finals but – that's sport, isn't it? So it is you can a bit. only play who's on the court. So well but, done to Ironpool for getting through, really. Yeah. And I, it, that centre going down in the warm-up last week must yes. have rattled them. I, yeah, I definitely think it was. Mm. It, it clearly changed their combinations. They didn't come out firing and, yeah, Ironpool were ready. They, yeah. they really were ready. So, And Wentworth seemed to be their shooters were not as accru- accurate as they used to be. Either team. I felt mm. either team were both – um, not, yeah, probably not accurate, but obviously Irimple did enough. I think the turnovers through the midcourt were the, was what happened there. Mm, yeah. Um, but we know we can counter that. Yes. Because we've got the best midcourt in the league, well. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, congratulations too on your uh, third place in the oh, league medal. Thank you, Jay. How many league medals did you win when you were at Lalbert in the Central Murray? Uh, only one. Only one. Only one? Yeah, huh. only one. I thought so. you'd won a couple over there. No. Oh. I don't think so. I might have polled well in a few, but definitely only won one. So yeah, right. Yeah. Hmm. Well, congratulations. Good showing. And I was saying um, earlier. So we've had this is part two. We've already had one grand final yes. podcast. I figured we may as well have two and really make the most of it and talk to everyone. Um, but I was saying earlier that I I thought because we're such a strong team, especially through that mid court, and you all complement each other so well. I actually would have thought. You would would have stolen votes off one another. Yes. So and I we didn't actually think- had said this. Mm. We actually thought the whole team is a very, um, very even balanced team, mm. and 
depending on the day and who we play, some some weeks it's a dominated attacking um, game and some weeks it's a dominating defending and some days the, the midcourts battle it out. So I was really surprised. I thought we would probably all come away with ten votes each yeah. and no one be anywhere near the top. So, mm. um, yeah, like for Sarah, I think that's fantastic. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. When do they present them? Are they presenting them grand yes. final day? I, I asked Claire that last night and, yes, they will be after <coughs> each grand final is played the oh. – Premiership medals and the league BNF will also be receiving their medals. So That's good. I didn't think to ask Matho yesterday, but that was yes. an exciting announcement if we managed to get into government yes. to build a new grandstand slash female-friendly football change rooms, media exactly. room, medical room. Yeah. Yeah. So happy days. Yeah. But we'll, we'll have facilities state-of-the-art here. Which well, they'll be, be able to play a grand final here. Yeah. And I did raise that with the league president yesterday. They could have because he – and I know how the rumours came up. So the rumours were, just for context, the rumours were that if we got more than 20 mil of rain, they were going to move the grand final to Wentworth. Yes. This came about because Paul Matheson had had a conversation with council about the car parking and about the, the Mildura Sporting Precinct yes. and made a comment that – well, if it's not good enough, we'll move it to New South Wales. In jest. Like yes. they're not going to move it last minute, but that's where it would have started. Yeah. Well, yeah. the rumour got around pretty quick. <laughs> it really it made did. its way to Robin Bale and we heard it. So. Yeah. Yeah. But um, can confirm it'll be at Mildura Sporting Precinct. Yes. How do you think we're going to go on boards? It's what it is, Jade. My Luke said to me. Both teams. <laughs> both teams are playing on the same surface. We yeah. We're all there. I mean, I rimple – have outdoor courts, but they also have an indoor court. But mm. South is not their home ground. So I don't know. I think you can overthink that too much. Yeah. I think we just – two teams go out there. We're both playing the same conditions. We both have the same lead up. It's what it is. So Yeah, I think we can overthink the whole thing, to Definitely. be honest. Um, but Luke said to me his advice, and no doubt, Pete, do you give much advice to Jane during the week or you just <laughs> stay quiet? <laughs> Are you a smart man and just keep your thoughts to yourself? Uh, when it's required, I'm, I'm prepared to put my two bobs <laughs> in. I think Jane summed it up pretty well. You've been the best team all year. So it's not about going out there and doing anything different, is it? It's no. just about doing the things that you always do well and, yeah, I look forward to, to seeing the result. Mm. Well, Luke said it uh, doesn't matter where you play, Jade, the court is the same shape. Yeah. I went, oh, that's same profound. Size, same size, yeah. same yeah. So, No, I think we just need to – we trained there during the week. We know what it's about now. Mm. So we've played one game there against South. So it's not unfamiliar to us. It's, um, yeah, let's just forget about that. And, and I actually quite like it. Like I know this yeah. is an unpopular opinion, but I actually quite like it. Yeah. And I love playing netball indoors yes. because that atmosphere, like you can get, I suppose you could get caught up in it, but it does make you feel like you're playing in a really high standard, yes. whether you whether or not you're just playing yeah. social netball. Like you feel we like you're playing like some called super netball. Hour, but yeah. we probably are very slow, but anyways. <laughs> that was so. my comments to Jane uh, when she was talking about it. I said, well, think of all the netball you've played inside socially. Mm. Uh, it was never a problem then. So no. Why is it a problem now? Exactly. Yeah. It shouldn't be a problem now. Yeah. I think Steve hates the whole venue, yeah. and I think he gets wrapped up in it, but he doesn't have to play on it. No. But he just he doesn't. He's not a fan of it. Yeah. Um, for one reason or another, and I think that comes back to when they first opened and it had dust on the surface, and it was really slippery. Yeah. Um, 
But, I mean, I didn't find it too bad the other day. I ended up on the deck, but that's nothing unusual. <laughs> and I've got a dirty big bruise on my hip where I hit, but that's okay. That's yeah, fine. That's right. And we just, yeah, as I said, I think we move past that and, and just get ourselves focused. Mm-hmm. And ready, ready I still the remember day. when the Rumbar Netball was on grass, <laughs> so it go. can't be any slippery than that. Yeah, actually I have been driving past Mansell Reserve quite a lot and I remember – years and years ago when they used to have like regional tournaments on grass in Mildura was famous for it. Yes. When Peter and I, when Peter, well, when we probably were initially going out a long time ago, he used to talk about Robinvale and netball on the grass and I just laughed at it thinking, how the hell would you be playing on grass? It would be so slippery. But then as Beck showed us a couple of weeks ago of her grand final, um, her last grand final for B grade was on grass, mm. showing us the pics back then and, yeah, incredible. like Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. but And you couldn't. I'm not sure how my ankles would hold up playing no. on, on uneven surface, something like grass. But but back then, like when you're young and you're made of rubber, yeah. it doesn't really matter because no, you kind right. of just snap back and now it's a little bit different. That's right. So and you, you fall over, you it probably doesn't, doesn't hurt, hurt. Much, And there's no. no blood most likely. Exactly. Remember like. Back in the day, netball courts were made of asphalt, like road surface. Yes, that's right. Now that used to cut you up. Yes. Oh gosh, remember the gravel rash. And we do have oh. a few that like to have a bit of a spill in our team. So probably <laughs> being in, yes, Sharice. <laughs> Sharice, yeah. There's a few of us, so mm. probably playing on boards will be a good thing. And our first aider will probably be thankful as well. <laughs> She's probably will be. I'll be happy that they won't be having to wrap up bleeding legs, which will be good. So. Yeah, can we just talk about, because there has been talk around the league, apparently I haven't heard it, but that we'd stacked our, t- our B-grade oh, team. And we've said this before, our average age of our playing seven is 37 years old. Yes, I was actually happy to, well, not happy to see that, but when Stephen wrote that in the article this week in the Sentinel, I actually had been wondering all year what our average age would be. Mm. Probably that might not have included Hayley because I'm sure that probably would have bought No, it didn't include didn't Hayley. include, it was no. just our starting yes. seven. 37 years, one month and four days. Yes. We so, worked it out at a um, Thursday night dinner. Yeah. yeah. So, look. Yeah, I don't know. We I didn't play into any of those rumours because mm. I know in ourselves that that's not the case. So, mm. and I think it's just trying to take credibility away from Robinvale. Of course. Netball, so, yeah, but that's what it is. I mean, really, Amanda's been out of the game for six years, mm. like, and coming back for her first year and slotting back into B grade. Carmen's been off netball for three years due to COVID and having kids. Um, Clarice has been out of netball since she was 16, 17. So, mm. she's probably four years out. Aging bodies. Um, like really, I I feel really um, incredibly proud of everyone um, to just come together and and play some really good netball and we really enjoy each other's company. We get along really, really well and we know that our purpose is we want to go out there and play well and do our best and whatever come of that comes and, you know, to our credit, we've got ourselves into a grand final so mm. couldn't be happier. Exactly. Yay. Yeah. Um, so once netball season is done, we move on to tennis. Peter? We do, yes. You're still the president, aren't you? I am the president. Has there uh, been an AGM this year? Yeah, we had it a couple of weeks ago at the Houston Club. Oh, right. So we welcomed a f- couple of new committee members. Uh, Brad Hocking's come in as vice president, which is good to see. Terrific, yeah. Scott Leslie's come on the general committee um, and Pip Crawford's moved from vice president into our assistant Secretary role, right? In Millen, so we've had a little, little bit of a change up, which is good. Uh, the attendance was good, and everything's pretty positive at the tennis club at the moment. That's good. There should be plenty of water around for nice green courts. When yeah. does tennis season start? Friday, the seventh of October is the first night, so it's a Friday night twilight competition. 
So any so what we're doing is same as the last couple of years. Anyone that wants to play can rock up on Friday night, mm. any any Friday night, and you've graded into two grades, A and B, and there'll be a, a round robin. So you'll play three sets of tennis. Um, against different people each time. So we've made it – we've set it up so there's no year com- yearly commitment. Uh, we just want to get as many numbers down there as possible. So if you're available and you want to have a hit, roll up on a Friday night and mm. we'll slot you in and hopefully enjoy some good tennis. Mm. And, and it's good, good fun too. Yeah, good – that's what it is. There's not that many places in Robinvale on a Friday night to enjoy a social experience. Mm. The tennis club is one of them. Uh, and look, numbers have have been up and down. And look, I think, I guess what the reason why uh, I'm involved in the tennis club, obviously cricketer background, is just that. Yeah, I think it's the, all the hard work's done down there. There's a great facility. Uh, there's people involved to to organise it. And we just we just need the Robinvale Tennis Club to to be successful and for the next generation to be able to play a, a sport in town. So, mm. so yeah, we've got uh, we've got everything but numbers. Yeah. Okay. So the more the more people that we can get down there, whether it's people that never played before. Whether it's people that have played and would like to come back, um, the more the merrier. Yeah. What about kids? Is there still tennis coaching or room for the juniors to have a hit? What happens? So the last two terms during winter, unfortunately, Bill hasn't been able to come down to Robinvale to do the junior coaching. Okay. And we're still waiting for confirmation. We're hopeful that term four will be Monday nights again mm-hmm. down at the tennis club uh, for juniors, ranging oh, anyone from school age and anyone at school age can has been able to participate in coaching. So yep. we'll confirm that in the coming weeks. We're hoping that that'll be the case again, term four of the school year, Monday nights at the tennis club, but yet to be confirmed. Okay. Well, we'll keep an ear out for that. What about cardio tennis? Is that still a thing? So it it ties in with Bill's junior coaching. So right, okay. when Bill McDaffrey comes down and does the junior coaching, yep. there's a cardio tennis on, the, on that night. Oh, so. I thought Kieran Mays took cardio tennis for some reason. No? No, that was Bill Man- that's Bill Manaffrey. Right. Okay. So no look, Dennis Yep, we've been very fortunate to be on the right side of some grants. Uh, mm. so the Houston Club's been extremely generous over the last two years to put money towards a new irrigation system, which we're getting close to uh pulling the trigger on. Um the golf club, uh council. Uh and then yeah, Vicky's our grants officer. She's done an awesome job there. So yeah, look, things are financially things are good. It's just numbers we need. Yeah, okay. So, so get down on a Friday night from the 7th of October. Yes. It's an, um, it's a really family-friendly evening as well. Mm. So don't feel like um, you've got young kids or whatever and you can't bring them down or whatever. It's a fully enclosed fenced area um, and there's kids ranging from 16-year-olds down to babies and mm. they run around and look after themselves basically while you're out having a hit. So it is. It's really social. You can go down and have a drink. There's usually a meal afterwards. And Mally evenings, yeah. you know, coming into spring and summer are just beautiful and yeah. it's a great way to start your weekend really. Mm. So don't be afraid to, yeah, just bring the kids down with you. They can sit in a pram. Someone is always there on the sidelines to look after them. So, um, yeah, it's a great environment. So I really encourage people to, to come along and, mm. and bring the family along with you. And having the skills in tennis shouldn't be prohibitive, <laughs> should it? Definitely not, definitely not. So um, it can be of any skill level. <laughs> it could be. If you my- can hold a racket and you can if you can hold a racket and, and hand coordinate a ball, hand eye coordinate a ball slightly. <laughs> I've seen you, Jade. I was going to say, I can hit a ball. I just, it may not go in right. the lines. So it's all just a bit of fun. It yeah. really is. So. Yeah. 
we had a great Easter tournament again last year, and I probably should mention I probably missed a few sponsors there, but the the Robinvale community, uh, their their willingness to donate to that tennis tournament mm. is fantastic, and mm. it is why the tennis club is going so well. So the major sponsors there were MCAL Pharmacy, Houston Club again, and CMV. So there's a lot of uh, silver and bronze that I won't go through because I don't want to leave anyone out, but the three major ones and everyone that helps out in that regard um, yeah, keeps the tennis club going. So thank you. Yeah. So um, the Easter tournament, is it, it was really big. Like you said, they had loads of sponsors. Um, has planning already begun? Uh, it has. We've spoken about it at the AGM and it will hopefully run – well, we'll run again this year. Mm. So Next yeah, year. Next Easter. Thank yeah. you, Jane, for correcting. <laughs> so all systems go there, yes. Excellent. Um, I suppose, and this happens in cricket as well, are you going to play cricket at all? Uh, yet to be determined. <laughs> Righto. I love those answers. Um, but with the farming folk that – make up our community, it's really hard. Summer sports are hard because you've got the horticulture guys that that harvest, you know, anywhere from February, January through to whenever, Easter usually. Um, and then you guys, when will you start harvest, do you think? Do you have that drop-dead date? Uh, not really. It depends on weather leading up to it, warmth mm. and moisture, but norm, well, normally you can block out November and December. But you do have a – so you you have a date that you sow now though, don't you? You're not waiting on rains. The way you farm now, you're sowing on a particular date, aren't you? Yeah, with our modern modern techniques, we've we've got our farm into position where we're not reliant on, on the weather. We'll yep. start on a calendar date and finish around the 15th of May every yeah, year. Yeah, right. Yep. That's great. At least you can plan then. Well, yeah, look, I think, yeah, well, the best lesson I've ever heard, heard is uh, a day late is generally better than a day. A day early is always better than a day late. So mm. if we're waiting, waiting, if you need, it's not as easy as just starting on the 1st of April and finishing on the 15th of May. If you've got the monitoring and the rotation in check and you know you can sow weeds, sow paddocks that won't have weeds interfere with yield, mm. um, if you get yourself into that position, then it certainly does help. It helps helps with management. It helps with time management. So harvest is a bit different. We've harvest has actually started. We've cut some vetch for hay. Mm. So um, yeah. So officially harvest will start when that gets baled. When it when it dries out enough, maybe end of start of October, hopefully. And then yeah, the the barley will be the next one off the block, which will be more probably early November, followed by wheat. So right. So how long did it take you to get your farm into the that position? Approximately, because you're an agronomist as well by trade, aren't you? Uh, I was uh, mm. after I, I left Robinvale after year 12 and did a Bachelor of Ag Science at Dookie and then started an agronomy career, first with elders and then with Dodger Medlin for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, look, it's, yeah, it's not something you can just click your fingers and your farm set up that way. I guess we've been working towards it since about 2009. I think we went to no-till. So wow. no, no, we haven't had any cultivation on the farm since then. And None at all. None at all. No, no cultivation for weed control. We've yeah, done, right. We've done some deep ripping to to help break up hard pans on some of our sand hills, but no cultivation for weed killing since two thousand nine. Yeah. Wow. Do they do things different in the north, like up around the mill, or as up re- driving around? And yeah, the farmers are smiling and they're really happy, but the crops look different. Why do they look different? Uh, the Millowa. Yeah, not that I know that area that well, but 
the rainfall is obviously lower as you go north. Mm. But potentially some of their farming practices, I'm not saying we do it right and they do it wrong, but they probably are doing things similar to what they did 20 or 30 years ago. Okay. Some of them. I don't want to generalise here. Mm. But, yeah, I, well, yeah, they have had a dry run of seasons. Um, but, yeah, I don't think uh, no-till and minimum till has quite had as much momentum or as big an impact in that area as it has. So you drive now from Robinvale to Sea Lake, mm. which especially between Robinvale and Manang, some of the sandier soils in Victoria, which was some of the – I guess change comes about by there being a need, doesn't there? Yeah. And we had – after the 2000 droughts, just we had some devastating wind erosion mm. and we lost all control. We couldn't sow a paddock until we had moisture and then you'd sow the paddock and you'd still have issues with crops being cut off with wind erosion. So I guess adoption and change happens uh, when there's a need and we – a lot of the harms in that area saw, well, this isn't working. Let's do something about it. No-till yeah. had been around in other areas. And, yeah, we went out, went out and looked at different techniques and are really happy that we've changed the system. I'm not saying we've got it perfect, but I certainly feel a lot more comfortable and, and a lot more control than what we did uh, prior to prior to no-till. Mm. And you look around that country now and it's beautiful and clearly things are, you know, if you've been working on that since 2009, then – you know, it's taken a long time. But then when you hear the history, like at the Annuello reunion the other day, which was fantastic and there was a little report on landline and everything, it was really well covered and really a great weekend. But how hard would those – and I didn't realise that Annuello was only settled for such a short time, like relatively, what, 50 years or something? Uh, so 100, the railway line come up from – Obviously Melbourne. So mm. Annuello was a township before Robinvale. Yeah. So it was a 100-year celebration last year, whereas Robinvale I think is 2024. So yeah, yeah. what happened was the, they kept building the railway line and, and towns popped up along the way. So yeah. it was Manang and then it was then it was Annuello. So there's about 220 uh, – well, a lot of them were soldier settlement soldier settlement blocks after the First World War, mm. whereas Robinvale was after the Second mm. World War. So, so yeah, that's amazing. I think there's only two – Original, so they all were divvied up their eight hundred acre block. And I think there's only two families still remain. So yeah, right. So it was incredibly tough. Uh, yeah, don't know how much we want to go into it now, but yeah, they they're just a remoteness from everything. Mm. Uh, water, Melbourne, five days on a horse to get back to Melbourne. Um, yeah, then we just had these massive sand hills that they had to clear with an axe. Yeah, they had. We thought we had some bat dust storms in the two thousands. Well, they had. I couldn't imagine uh, the living conditions. So by the end of the 40s, when the after the Second World War and the, a bit of a global recession, most of them walked off. Yeah. So As you would if you lasted that long. <laughs> like you said, you know, they're the sandiest hills in Victoria just about. So, so yeah, look, it mm. certainly gives – It's you feel a bit privileged to be able to reap the rewards of a lot of the hard work those generations before us have done. So. Mm. So look, we've they've, they adapted. They showed us how to survive, and I think I think that's like anything in life, isn't it? If, if we keep doing the same thing, mm. uh, you're going to go backwards, aren't you? So mm. keep keeping an open mind and keep progressing, and and don't be scared of change. Mm. Yeah, well, that's very good advice. Gee, gee whiz, you're coming out with some very profound advice here, Peter. Um, no, but I was I was really when they were going through the timeline and when it was when the railway line got there. And then, you know, in 21, uh, 19, yeah, 1921, um, and it was settled. And then by the time they'd walked off in the, was it the early 70s? So they, walk, they walked off uh, 
in the late forties after in the global yeah. recession. And the 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 fifties were actually quite good. There was uh, yeah, they changed their system a bit. Medic was introduced. Uh, livestock. I think they were getting a pound for a pound for wool in the in the fifties. So yeah. things started to improve then. Mm. Block sizes went from eight hundred acres to probably three thousand. Yeah. And then we started to then the farming out there started to gain momentum. Mm. Momentum. So. Mm. Yeah, but because the, there was a general store, there was like a full town there, wasn't there? I think when Dad moved up in the seventies from Underbull, I think there was still a shop in Annuallo. Yes, yeah, right. So I see there's a bit happening in Annuallo now too. There's a I'm not sure who's bought a block of land just near the fire shed, but I see some iron posts go up and a couple of new trees and plants be planted. Yeah, so I've, I saw that when I drove past the other day. I went, what's going on there? It's like where the landlines created a bit of interest in the town. I'm not sure, but I'm well, not. I know that because the Catholic, the Robinvale Catholic Church owned one of those town blocks. And they had it on the market. I'm not sure whether it's sold or not. I think it's a different block. But okay, that is correct too. I'm on the sure. on the south side of the hall, they had their block, wasn't it? Yeah, this is on the and this on the north side. North side of the yeah. fire shed. So yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. Well, you know, people are looking for a tree change. I wonder if they realise just quite how tree change it actually is. Are you aware of any Mallyfowl nests? I know that there was one around Annuello. Do you know of any that are still there? Uh, yeah, there is. There's actually a lot of yeah, there's a lot of mallee fowls around the annual bush reserve. Oh, good. So we have got a mallee fowls nest on one of our properties. Have you? Uh, <gasps> no, of quite a few. Um, yeah, they're very prevalent in that area. So a few. Yeah, they're having a few battles against well, one wild pigs have been given them mm. the uh, and foxes, obviously. But no, introduced species. They're mm. mm, Oh, both Wandown, which is behind Lake Pet. Yeah. So the Wandown's about 10,000 acres. There's always been mallee hens in there. Yeah. And then the Annual Bush Reserve, which is be yeah, 30 k's east, west of there. There's, yeah. Yeah, look, there's some nights where in certain paddocks you could you can def, you can see one every night. <gasps> really? Can you take me out there to see one? And I'll tell you why. I have quite an affinity with the mallee because I remember as a little kid when I was like my kid's age, my grandfather on mum's side, so Nan's grandfather settled at Koolanong after the First World War. Um, but they were, and my grandfather farmed, they were wheat farmers from Bolger Way. But they used to take us out. They used to, he used to talk about mallee all the time and we'd often go out fishing during the day and then go looking for mallyfowl at night. And I've never seen one. Never seen one. Never no. seen one. He used to take us out all the time and we've never seen one. I've seen a nest, never seen one. I might have went a bit strong every night. I'm not, uh, <laughs> certainly, certainly in spring. Are you guaranteeing me that I'll see see one? Yeah. Finally. They're, they're extremely shy. Should yeah, in the best time to see them is after, like, tonight would be a perfect night because. Uh, i got a grand final tomorrow. But <laughs> off after, the if it's those, <laughs> those showery after wet conditions. And really? Especially in spring when there's grain around. Like, so, where the, so, so there's a bit of grain around. They'll come out of the trees and forage for grain. So. <gasps> I'm coming out to have a look. Oh, we've, we've had an emu's nest at our farm of recent as well. Oh, yeah. No, well, the emu's oh. you see all the time. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they're great. But I see emus all the time. Oh. You see them all the time between Rob, um, Robinvale and Mildura. But probably not nesting. No, maybe not nesting. We had a we had a father emu out there. He was nesting ten baby chicks. Ten, ten eggs. Yeah, ten, there was ten eggs. And Peter's dad, Dougie, was out there monitoring every couple of days. He got chased by it one day. He was the oh, male was rather protective of his of not his on nest. foot. He didn't on get foot. Cha- yes on foot. 
Did he? Yeah, on foot. How did he outrun it? Oh, because he probably got off a bit too close trying to get a couple of pictures just to. Yeah, but if an emu is chasing Dougie, how did how did Dougie get away oh, from I it? I think he stopped. Like the emu only ran a certain. Dougie obviously got a little he bit just, close to it, and, and then he got a bit protective, and he sort of gave him a bit of a told him to move on, and got a bit of the foot falcons on. And Dougie had to move pretty quick. So, but they've hatched. The, all ten eggs have now hatched, and they've obviously moved on. But oh. that was really interesting to watch over. Oh, I don't know how long. I've been Did the girls it. love it? They didn't actually get to go out and see it, but we, um, the family, always put up pictures of it. Well, Dougie was always putting up pictures on our family WhatsApp, seeing each week what was happening of the of the dad. On oh, the that's so cool. So I think he went out there and two had hatched, and then next time he went out a few days later, they'd all hatched and they'd obviously moved on. So. <gasps> That's amazing. Yeah, wildlife. Yeah, but this is like those memories. Like I remember going out looking for bloody mallyfowl every weekend and never, ever seeing one. Yeah. So those memories, like the, the kids will remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they found it really interesting. It's very cool and you don't get that in the city. So, no. you know, maybe these people <laughs> that have, you know, stimulated the uh, the block at Annuello, maybe, the, maybe, maybe there's a revival on the way. Who knows? Interesting. Time yeah. will tell. Yeah, time will tell. Well, thank you both for coming in today and having a chat. Before we wrap up, Jade, I just mm. wanted to—I uh, forgot to say on the netball—and it was mentioned last night, but I'll mention it here as well. Um, that we have three sisters playing in our grand final team tomorrow, mm. which is incredible. Um, the three McMoney girls, so Sharice, uh, Carmen, and Sarah. Um, I don't think that's probably ever happened in the history of. I do know that it possibly has because I right. messaged Karen Martin because we did discuss this with Phil. So I messaged Karen Martin after yes. to check records. She thinks because I thought maybe the Healy sisters uh, had played me. together, yes. but she said that the Tom sisters potentially. Oh, yes. But she'd have to yes. she'd have to check records. But she reckons yes. the Tom sisters have done it. Oh, well done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so, but not many. No, and probably not for Robinvale. No, and certainly probably no, not for Robinvale. So. Um, like Julie would be just so proud of those girls. Yeah, as so, she should be. Yeah, so and that's incredible. Like really, there's only seven players on a court and yeah. three of them are sisters. So, and that this is their first year ever playing together in the same team. They've obviously played for the club um, for many years together, but never in the same team. So. Mm. Yeah, that's really wonderful. I think that's a, a really good news story there. Oh, it absolutely is a good news story, and it befuddles me. I know how I've only got one sister. If we played on the same team. We would bicker the entire season. I've never seen those girls bicker amongst themselves no, at all. No, they don't really bicker amongst themselves. I'm not, I know they do have a little wind and wine about each other here and there, but they do get along very well. So, um, yeah, we just keep them. Keep them, <laughs> keep them grounded. Yeah, yeah, we keep them, make sure everything's all right. So It is. There yeah. is many a good news story coming out of that team. Yes. Um, so, fingers crossed for a strong performance. Let's do it. Tomorrow. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes, exciting. Get mm. up, get down and support us. We would love to see everyone there and cheering us on. So along with our under-13 Div 2 and our 16s, um, yeah, yeah, the town's got behind us. It's been really great. It's yeah. been a really positive week for Robin Bale. Yeah. So um, it has. Exciting. Yeah. And we're going to talk to Tina and get Donnie in next oh. as well. So <laughs> I know. Poor Tina. <laughs> Why did you get Donnie in at the same time? Well, well, you know, it's raining, so people are available, yes. which is good. Yeah. Yes, everyone's to be a part of it. So exactly. All right. Thank you both for coming in. Much appreciated. We will see you tomorrow. Thank you, Jade. Thank you. The Veil vale Podcast. That's what we call a sweeper in the business, Donnie. How are you? Good. How are you, Jade? Terrific. It's nice to have you in. Must be raining. 
Oh, we've had a bit the last couple of days. Mm, we had Pete Aikman in earlier too. Oh, geez, money be falling out of his pockets, wouldn't it? Oh, no, no, please, <laughs> absolutely not. But he's uh, he's he's good to talk to. I like. I really enjoy talking to Pete about broadacre farming because I know very little about it. But driving around at the moment and seeing the difference, like you drive from here to Birchett yeah. or anywhere sort of in the south, and the crops look phenomenal. They look good in the Millawa as mm. well, but they just look different, and I couldn't work out why. So anyway, I dissected. Pete's one of those guys who's got a wise head on a young body. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's like an 85-year-old man <laughs> in a 40-year-old body. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Tina Zapia, super coach. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Oh, splendid. Couldn't be better. Never been better. That's good. Are you you're smiling? <laughs> I'm smiling. <laughs> are you nervous, excited, proud? Yeah, all of the above. I'm smiling because I just, yeah, don't even know what else to do. We're... Um, <laughs> Um, we're trying to leave the nerves behind, yeah. to tell you the truth. We're just focusing on tomorrow. We've had a nice lead up this week. How do you get 12-year-old and 11-year-old young ladies to leave nerves behind? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How <laughs> would you do that? Yeah. Well, I'm actually really glad we lost that first uh, second final, second, semi-final. second yeah, semi-final. Yeah. That they play um, first. Yeah, that yeah, they played first. It's confusing, they I know. They were yeah. so nervous that day. It was very different surrounds, um, mm. different noise. It was very strict on who could sit with me, who could come inside the fence, mm. um, and that got to them. So yeah. I'm glad, really glad we lost. They had another week's of experience on the mm. Saturday just gone, mm. and now that's something we've got on top of South. So they, yeah, you feel like they'll be um, a bit more settled maybe? Oh, I absolutely think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I hope it's. Um, I hope they are settled. And geez, I hope they win. Yeah, I really so do. I. I mean, obviously we do, but mm. it'd be so good to see them win because yeah. they deserve to, it'd don't be they? Amazing. Mm. Have you seen the netball memes out at the moment? You know, like there'll be like a playing position. You know, like a GA, and then yeah. it'll have. You know, is he a centre of attention or something like that? <laughs> so I pulled them True. out on Saturday. So <gasps> Did that, you? Yeah, just to calm their nerves and they loved it. Oh, can you send them to me yeah. so I can circulate them within the B grade group? Yeah. Those things are usually pretty accurate, I reckon. <laughs> they were. They picked every single one. What did they say about goalkeeper? Um, <laughs> Lazy. Oh, yeah, something like that. No, there was a GD one. It was like... Um, I'm I'm just the same as you, just not as lazy. Oh, yeah, that's exactly right. I was just like a goalkeeper, but more fit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much, no, which yeah. is fair enough. Yeah, and they loved it. So, what's the game plan for tomorrow? Do we have a game plan or just go out there and have fun? No, the game plan is to have no game plan. We tried yep. to do that that first week. It was too much for twelve-year-old girls. To mm. be honest, it was just too much. Um, yeah, we just I'm going to focus on having fun, enjoying the game and play the exact same way we've played the whole season. Yeah. That's yep. the way we've been successful, yeah. to be and, honest. And just to enjoy the experience. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like while she said last night, you don't know, they don't come along. The opportunities to play in grand finals doesn't come along very often. So to get one at under 13 level, yep. just enjoy well, the day. It's funny you say that. Listen to Walshie last night in the rooms. Um, mm. Shannon Motlock that played for us. Yep. Won an AFL grand final for Kangaroos in 1999. Mm. When he was here at Romvo, he said the best premierships he ever played in were junior premierships. Yeah. He's played yeah. an AFL premiership. Yeah. So you're thinking, yeah, this guy, is he full of shit or not? But uh, yeah. everybody seems to say that. Yeah. And I, I said it to our boys that, and I think I said it to the girls last night, yeah. they'll never play with that same group again. No, that's right. Because he'll go away to school, he'll, yeah. he'll stop playing. So yep. just cherish that moment. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. And that's a good bit of information I can take to the girls tomorrow, actually. Yeah. Mm. Did you not pass that on? You've apparently uh, been in and given the girls a pep talk. 
Oh, I was actually pretty nervous coming there last night. <laughs> you didn't give like, them a rev up like a, a group of footballers, no, no, did you? No, no, no. And that was the thing. I just, <laughs> he was polite. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, shit, what do I say to him? Like, I just had, um, yeah, like trying to relate it back to netball, obviously, but um, it was actually nerve-wracking. Like, you can get in there and you can yell at boys and swear a little bit and whatever, but with the girls you had to be nice and quiet and calm. And oh, look, They all seemed to... Listen anyway. Yeah, so, you did an amazing job, Johnny. So, they um, really did. So, I think they listened and took, yeah. took every word in. And Basically, even me, I did. Now there's things I can repeat what you said and yep. I can say that again to them tomorrow. Mm, no, nah, look, I I just hope they, that the whole three grades that are in can win. It would be great for our so. club. Well, even last night in the rooms, the crowd in there last night was awesome. How good was it? Yeah, absolutely And we've got awesome. two junior, junior teams in mm. and, yeah. and one senior team. And yeah. the crowd, I couldn't get a seat in there by the time I got mm. there last night. That was yeah. awesome. It's amazing. It's yeah. The, and just that having the support of all of those people. Yeah. And Yak was right, and we must actually yeah. congratulate Hoggy and Yak, and Yak on yeah. their life memberships. Yeah. But Yak was right. Being a one-team town, that club is the heart and soul of this yep. town. Yeah. So... Once your playing days are finished, getting involved, whether it's coaching, umpiring, being on the committee or just being a volunteer timekeeper or whatever yeah. it might be, that stuff's really important to, to keep the club going but to keep that morale within the town. And when you walked in there last night and even I was kind of like yeah. I was in a hurry to get there because I knew that we were doing announcements and all of the rest of it. But, God, there was a lot of people there. Even yeah. while she went, do you get this many people here every Thursday night? I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure we do. That's what Paul <laughs> yeah. Matheson said the same. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But even Les Hogg, you touched on him, what, over 50 years. Yeah. Involved as a player or I think he's timekeeper now for reserve. Yeah. You know, like, where do you get that sort of commitment anywhere else? You don't. You know, like, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and you yeah. don't – I just don't think that – maybe we don't instill that enough. And we see the drop-off in volunteers, whether it's netball or community groups or whatever, volunteerism's really mm. dropped off. I think we really need to push to bring that back. Like you don't need to get paid for everything. Some no. things you do for the greater good and the the betterment of your, your community and your town or whatever it is because um, I don't think we will see that level of volunteerism for that long mm. again. Unfortunately, I'll put a question Amazing. to you two girls. Obviously, you played most of the netball games outdoor this year. Playing indoors tomorrow, mm-hmm. different. Oh, if it's raining, thank thank God we're playing inside. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> won't be raining. It's cold, but it won't be raining. Yeah. Oh, either way, what do you think, Tina? Um, we bet south that first game we played away in their stadium. Um, like you girls, we trained there Tuesday night. Yep. Um, we trained at the Leisure Centre last night. Um, no, we're prepared for it. That's good. The uh, the pearl of wisdom I got from my husband was, doesn't matter where you play, the sh- court is the same shape. No. That's right. That's what yeah. I said to the under-16 boys. We'll play on the moon as long as we're playing in the grand final. Yeah. That's, that, right. yeah. That's right. What other pearls of wisdom did you have for the 13th? <sighs> Enjoy it. I said that. Enjoy um, it. How many cliches did you roll out? Oh, yeah. It's all about the one percenters. It's all about the moments. That's what I said, the moments. <laughs> yeah. So even yeah. if you're sitting on the bench, your yeah. moment will come. You've yeah. got to take that because that's what you'll remember for the rest of your life, mm. that moment. And look, even the 16s tomorrow, we've got 10 on the bench. Yeah. We're allowed to play 10 on the bench. Which, 10 on the bench? Yeah. Mm, which, that's tough. That is it's tough. Hard, it's hard work, but geez, I'd rather play 10 on the bench than have to tell six they're not playing. Yeah, but how do you, how do you go with – and there's been, you know – because a few of the under-14s have come up to sit on that bench, how then do you go about, as a coach, managing the expectations of the team that have played there all year 
And then if they get rotated out for some of the 14 kids, like how do you manage that as a coach? Because I would oh. – and, Tina, how would you feel about trying to manage that? Oh, really, really hard it's, position it's, to be in. It's mm. hard work and there. basically that's going to fall on me tomorrow because I'll be doing that job. Yeah. And, um, but it all depends what the situation of the game is, to be honest. Yeah. Um, look, we'll, we called the 10 players that are on the bench in tomorrow mm. – uh, uh, last night, sorry, and said, look, potentially you mightn't get much game time. Mm. But the other alternative is not to play at all. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's your call. But basically we're probably going to have four or five that will get a half-decent run and then maybe four or five that won't get a lot. Yeah. But if the game's in a situation where hopefully we're up by a lot, in the second half, we can rotate and happy days. But, look, we can't please everybody. We know we're going to cop a bit of flack, which we have already from have la- from last week's game. But it is what it is. And, um, yeah, if it was a different competition, like under-18s, there's only four on the bench. So, yeah, ten on the bench, everyone gets a medallion. And, look, the kids haven't got a problem with it, to be honest. I think it's other people outside of that will have the problem with it. And, look, we won the game last week and all the kids jumped in the circle and sung mm. it and they were happy as – Pig and shit, and mm. you know the problems come after that. But yeah. we'll, we'll deal with that. You win, the problems don't care. No. We'll lose, and we'll just have to wear it on the chin. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. So. It is when you talk about those moments and the the junior premierships that you win. It's those it's those moments like when the final siren goes and you win. They're the ones that I remember. Mm. I remember sort of the last grand final I played in was an under seventeens grand final at Warrenine against Swan Hill, and we won. And I remember. One, only one moment during that game, and that was only because someone went down. Yep. May or may not have been. Your fault. <laughs> may or may not have been, and she may or may not still not talk to me. <laughs> but um, it's those that when the final siren goes, even in footy premierships as a spectator, when you yep. win, um, it's that final siren when you win and everyone gets around you. Yep. That's the stuff that you, yeah. you'll remember. And you'll remember that forever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah look, so. we've got two on our bench and even I'm going to find that tough. Yeah. Um, because I'd like to give them all a fair go, which I feel like we've done all season. But I did have a chat with the girls on Tuesday after our training session mm. um, and just explained what the expectations could mm. be tomorrow. And if, you know, if, if I can't change, if I need to keep that seven on for that quarter, that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. You can't need to change throughout the quarter. No. no. Yeah, so that's no. that's that's a big one too. Well, you can. You can well, take an injury time. Play the game. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um, oh, look, I think – I think the kids are just happy to be playing. Yeah, you know, I so, hope so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And look, they'll get a they'll get a medal. They'll be part of it. And mm. I think that's what the home and away season's for—to try to get everybody involved. Um, and find your yeah. best team. Find well, what works. And you mentioned it before. We are playing a few under fourteens, but they're in our best team. Yeah. So, and they have helped out throughout the year anyway when yep. we're short. So. Oh, look, we'll do whatever it takes to win. And if people don't like that, well, they can come and have a chat to us. That's fine. Yeah. So, but we'll, we'll do what we can to win and bring a premiership home to the club. Yeah. So. I was just talking to Clarice Briganti out, out there before. Um, and she, because she's she sits on our bench and she hasn't had a huge amount of game time this year, but she also has no issue with that. And she said to me, don't get injured because I don't want to go on. I don't <laughs> want that pressure. Mm. So that's a completely different perspective yeah. from – I told the girls about Clarice and yeah. Hayley and yeah. they were just shocked. Yeah. Well, and they probably – Steve is a coach's coach and yep. he will put his best side on and he will leave them there. And we're seniors so we know, we understand that. Yep. It's much harder for – 12-year-olds. Yeah, for 12-year-olds yes. to comprehend that – 
you know, these girls have been there all season yes. and Clarice may not get a run. She's maybe maybe had one game collectively for the year. Like that's tough. And to rock up tough. every week and she still does it, but that speaks volumes to her character. Oh, sure it does. She deserves I'm a medal a, for a, that. Absolutely. I'm a little bit old school too because say I've got 10 on the bench or me and Vince got 10 on the bench on Saturday. Mm. If you want to be on the start in 18, come first round next year, mm. do the hard work to get there. Absolutely. So don't get down in the dumps and blame everybody else by yourself. Get out there, footy finishes this week, have a week off, get out there, do the extra training and mm. make it your goal to start on the ground round one. Mm. But let but, people see that you are happy to do those hard yeah. yards because, you know, you sit on the bench, might be for two or three years before you can actually play senior footy or yeah. reserves footy or whatever it is. But if you do the work and people see that – then well, we've left out one guy tomorrow, yeah, because we couldn't play eleven yeah. on the bench. Now I think he'd rather be playing as a tenth man on the bench than missing out. Than missing yeah. out, yeah, it's it's hard. It's, it's very hard. It's gonna. It's basically I won't see any of the game because I'll be trying to interchange players. Mm. So Vince will do the coaching and I'll try to run the board mm. as best as we can. Yeah, but the, the situation, the game, if it's close, I've got to have your best eighteen on the park. Yeah, simple as that. Yeah, it goes for a netball as well. You have your best seven, and if that's what you run with for the whole game, that's what you run with. Yeah, yeah. We're only there to win tomorrow. hundred yeah. percent. Not to yep. keep anyone happy. I think yeah. the home and away season's there to encourage, improve, give everyone a go. Mm. But once yep. you get to the business end, yeah, it's business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Get and that, that's all it is. Don't take it personally. You get that look Absolutely. in the eye and you say, righto, we're doing this today. Yeah, Simple let's go. That. Yep. Yeah. So, But, yeah, looking forward to the day. We've got a nice early start. So Yeah, 8.30. Yeah, we'll get there probably as coaches. We'll get there maybe 7.30-ish. Are you staying up in Trentham tonight? Yes, going there after today. So yeah. the other thing is we've got the Lantern Festival tonight. It's a bad night to have it because a lot of people go into Majora tonight. Yeah, so. yeah. But, you know, it's a multicultural festival, so there's also a lot of people around here that aren't involved in netball or footy. So, That's right. Yeah, true. Um, but unfortunately there will be a select few that, mm. that will miss out because you'll be up in Mildura. But mm. – um, I'm even seeing that tonight, so. Let's hope the rain holds out for uh-huh. that as well. Yeah, yeah. I know. Looks I good know. for tomorrow. Looks good. Um, I'm actually excited to drive up and see all the names on the posts. And Are they up yet? Uh, you won't see them if you're going up tonight. I know the footy ones are up. Are they? They got put up this morning. Are the netball ones up? They're a work in progress. <laughs> oh, are they? <laughs> okay. That was Who's, that phone call. I, I was going to say, okay, <laughs> all right. I don't know if anyone's doing any for us because we kind of talked about it and then went, oh. Is that happening as well? <laughs> I'm not sure. Because oh. <laughs> we kind of thought maybe well, Kathy Greffer would take that on, but we don't. We it's lucky of... that Tina and Mark and Carmen and I get along because Sunday night <laughs> Tina reminded us about the T-shirts just in case. And I had oh, we'd what, forgotten what, about that. What T-shirts? What, what? Let's uh, not go there. <laughs> what T-shirts? What T-shirts? I'm not sure. <laughs> what T-shirts? I don't know. What? <laughs> But we forget there's a player in the room. Oh, what T-shirts? I forgot about that. Jeez. What? Oh, what T-shirts? Oh, off air conversation now. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Got to edit that out that bit. So I'll write that down. Actually, come up good to be honest. <laughs> so. What T-shirts? Oh, you don't have to know it all, Jay. Yes, I do. No, he meant the dresses. the dresses. Oh, right. The dresses you wear tomorrow. Mm. Well, funny you should say that because um, yeah, the dresses. All right, whatever. We'll have this off. <laughs> we'll have this conversation off air. But I did say to Phil in – so this is part two of the grand final edition. We're getting two episodes in one week because, you know, I've got nothing better to do. <laughs> but I did say to Phil on Tuesday or whenever it was, if we win, if the netballers win, either team, he's got to rock up to Saturday night at the club rooms in a netball dress. But he won't be at the footy room. Yes, he will. For a little while he will. 
he's got to drop me the key too because we're not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> but he said he'd rock up in it. Well, he didn't say that he would, but I'm sure his he was wife told. Could, he was told yeah. that he should. Why don't you? Why would you want to see that? Well, <laughs> because it'd be funny. Oh. I'd like to say it would be humiliating, but I don't think anything would actually humiliate Phil. But he'd actually like that. So yeah, he probably he's would. He's done too. it before. So oh, he's got a decent set of legs. Before. Why not? Oh, <laughs> he, well, he has done it before and he did it in good humour. So, um, and then league vote count on, yeah. uh, sorry, not the league vote, the club the vote count Sunday. and presentation day on Sunday. Another big day. Mm. Yeah. I know neither of you are going to. Let on as to who your winners are and who your trophy winners are. Oh, I can tell are. you who won the under fourteens. Oh, oh yeah, who did? Because we announced oh, it. Because you announced it already. Well, Samuel was runner up, wasn't yeah, he? Samuel was runner up, and Raph Glace was winner. Yeah, great, fantastic. Yeah. So Don't got- even look at me because I can't give any secrets. Stop it. No, I know. Um, I it- know who's won the sixteens, but do you? Say. Okay. So. Do you do you have any idea who's won the senior footy? I don't actually think they would actually count it yet. Yeah, they, oh, have- they would have because they would have put it on the. It has to be on the trophy, doesn't it? My trophy. Your trophy, yeah, your medal. The, who, mm. Well, who has won the Don Falvo medal? Oh, no idea. Well, I would have thought they would have told you. No, no idea. Are you going on Sunday? Yes. You're going on Sunday, Tanner? Yes, oh, absolutely. Well, oh, you have to. Yeah. yeah, right. So it's going to be another big day, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. With any luck, none of us will have slept because mm. we'll be yeah. celebrating. Yeah. That's well, rubbish. Our average I, age is 37. Yeah. We'll be in bed by 10 o'clock. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know about you, but these 16-year-olds, I'll, uh, I'll probably try to get away from them as quick as I can because I won't be able to keep up to them drinking. No. So. What, what do you mean? Oh, there won't be any underage be any. drinking, Donny. <laughs> True. <laughs> Will there? You better just edit all this out. Yeah. out. Oh, cut out the last the half. That's fine. Um, so, Tina, do you want to give us your starting team? Have you got it there? Do you know what it is? Or you haven't. Um, what have you got there in front of you? You bought notes and stuff. See this, oh, Donny. This notes. is preparation. Yeah, but we did that when we started early, like early doors when we were trying to be professional. <laughs> no. yeah. well, I thought you were going to ask me about our last two meets against South. So oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. let's analyse yeah. that. So, so how did you go against South Majority in like, <laughs> previous three accounts? Well, so we played them round five yep. first mm. of all, and so we won nine to eighteen. So Ooh. it was quite close considering all of our other games that we've had. Um, for the year against all the other sides. Yeah. Um, so quite low scoring, but, you know, a win's a win. Yep. And then so we played them round 14 and the scores are up, but it was very, very close again. So we won 27 to 23. Yeah. Wow. And we were actually down. Our first ever time we were down end of the first quarter, yep. first ever time for the whole year, and then we just smashed it the next three quarters. Right. So they managed to get on top of you in the first quarter they and did. then only lost by six. Was it six that you said? Four. Uh, four, four. Four points, mm. 23, 27. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And That's good yeah. though. Second semi, they and then we lost by I think it was seven points in the end. Um, same thing. We had a good first quarter, mm. and then I don't know what happened there. And then they kind of just lost it, didn't they? Yeah, we did. Mm. Yeah, Turn we, we lost it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And you're starting um, time tomorrow. Nine forty-five. Mm. Um, so I can give you. Well, I'm going to give you the name of the nine girls. Yeah, go. And there'll be two on the bench. So yeah. we've got Lucy O'Brien, uh, Montana Zapia, Natalia Zafina. Ava Mezzatesta, Ala Lamantina, Sienna Costantino, Giselle Maluso, Audrey Camera, and London Galace. Excellent. An awesome group of girls. Yeah. And not a lot of sleep happening for those girls, I would think, tonight. Let's hope someone gets a bit of sleep. (laughs) Well, I hope they do. I hope they do. It makes a big difference. And some of them, uh, three of them are very lucky to have brothers playing Mm. tomorrow. So, But what a logistical nightmare for the parents. Yes. (laughs) What an absolute – does it? Well, we'll finish by 10 o'clock. 
Yeah, but they start at 9.45. Might finish the first quarter. <gasps> I'm hoping to get across and watch the second half. Mm. Hopefully by half time, we'll yeah. be winning the game anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you've got a similar game plan to the one that I've worked up in my head. <laughs> no, I mean the boys will be, so the mums oh, can yeah. all come across to watch the star of the netball. Well, that would be That's good. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. The good thing is it's not too far apart. Like mm. obviously in, indoors. It's, it's all there. Yeah, it's, it's all right, right there. there. Yeah. So yeah. Still a logistical nightmare. But, like if yeah. you were – if. You, and yeah. I just hope they can all play well yep. being up at – 6.30 in the morning or 6, mm. whatever time they have to leave. Mm. That does affect it. Like, Yeah. Well, it may not affect 12-year-olds yeah. um, as much as it affects, but we were talking about that last game against Wentworth and they beat us by 25 points that day. Well, the second semi. No, 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 no. No, we won the, first, the oh. second semi. No, no, no. Oh, the week beforehand oh, the in last our last round, round they yeah. beat us by 25 yes. points because, and we put it down to it being so late and it was only an hour and a half later. Oh, it was the Twilight, oh, Twilight game. It was the Twilight yes. game. And for experienced and mature bodies oh, that have had, it. yeah, that have yeah. had, um, you know, kids hanging off us all day, yep. it's been a long day, we've probably been up since 6 o'clock. Yep. It makes a difference. I yeah. was full of cannoli, so I couldn't move. Yeah, that you middle know. of the afternoon. It's yeah, sort of nap time. Nap and I was time talking to, to um, Jesse Medina, who is a professional MMA fighter. He had a main card event two or three weeks ago, and he, which he lost, but he was the favourite to win it. But he they didn't get to the main event until eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, dude, wow. that's what he goes. I don't know what happened. He goes, I was just, I wasn't full of adrenaline. I wasn't nervous. Bedtime. It, that's bedtime. what I said. I said, mate, you weren't full. He goes, I couldn't get the adrenaline going. Mm. I'm like, you're full of melatonin. Mm. Yeah. At eleven o'clock at night, like you're usually in bed by for two hours. Yep. Yeah. By Especially being an athlete, he would yeah. be really like. That makes yep. it – the timing kind of makes a difference. No, it does. It yeah. Does. But, you know, for 12-year-olds – Yeah. And I'm glad okay. it's early. They'll be yeah. too nervous to, to wait out to, yeah, yeah. to you get know, later on in the afternoon. Yeah. Get it done. Yeah. Get it done. Get it over with. Rip and the we can all off. watch you girls. Oh. <laughs> so what time is your game, Jack? 1.30. 1.30. Yeah. The A grade is still at midday, I think, is it? Yep. I, I did see Yeah. That. Okay. Because yeah. I know everything's kind of been pushed back 15, so 10, 15 minutes. will be the last game. No, then there's C-Res after us. Okay. Yeah, we're the second last game. So Rosie and Tori are even coming up to watch tomorrow. Mm. Tori's only ever watched me play netball once, I think, and that was that under-17 premiership that we won. Well, it's good only oh. when you won it. So. <sighs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I reckon that was, yeah, definitely the last time he's watched. You've got to be pretty confident you're going to win it. You've got to um, go in favourites. I don't know that we will go in favourites, especially how how Irimple played last last week. They played really well. They, it was a, I mean, we've beaten them once before and we've lost to them, so it's kind of an even playing field. But I believe this time of year, it's not played between the neck and the feet. It's, no, 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 it's played above the shoulders. It's all, oh, one hundred percent. It's all 100%. played above the shoulders, and that's with the under sixteens. If they come to play tomorrow, I've got no doubt whatsoever we'll win the game. But if they're off five percent. Then it's going to be a struggle. Mm. So it's all between the ears. So and at this time of year, especially because everyone's saw, everyone's had a long season. So no one's a hundred percent fit. Mm. It's the ones that actually can go out there and execute it mentally. The ones that are actually going to get over the line. Oh, there's our trailer. That's some wonderful pearls of wisdom there. You do Fantastic. know a little bit. Yeah, you do know a little bit, don't you? <laughs> hmm, funny that. But we were having the same conversation at training on Tuesday night. Like, let's not overthink the environment. Yep. Let's not get wrapped up in that. It's going to be 99% mental. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I've got the girls um, with their mental game switched on. So mm. we've all got um, everyone. What is has, that? Oh, I oh. I <laughs> is that just your wallpaper? I need to delete that. But yeah. everyone has a wallpaper. Let's clear all that off. So everyone has the same wallpaper. 
on their phones, all the young girls, and every morning they're writing. It's probably. Probably a secret, but anyway. Yeah. So yeah. podcast every morning they're writing down um, a reason why they think them and their team are going to win tomorrow. Oh, so they're mentally That's, prepared. So they're manifesting. They're manifesting. They're manifesting. Manifesting a win. Ooh, that's yeah. a good idea. It's funny you say that. When Simon Jorgensen coached here in, oh, we'll take '97 won the grand final, mm. all final series. We had to write down three things that we were going to do to make the team better and win. Mm. And we had to hand it to him every final. Mm-hmm. So it could be you, you try to always bring it back to a team level. So I was going to put in five tackles mm. or I was going to do ten chase downs. Mm. And everyone hand them in and then after the game he'd give them to you and say, did you achieve that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'd say, no, nah, I was, wasn't quite there. Well, next week. You don't want to let him down. Yeah. yeah. You just didn't want to let him down. You, know? you just made yourself accountable. Yeah. yeah. So which was good. Um and then obviously Troy, we had a booklet that we used to fill in every week about how you rate yourself, how you played, how your opposition went, the player you played on. Mm. And I think there's five things of how you can get better for mm. next week. And Lots of homework. Yeah, mm. we used to do that. And you're looking at guys that have played 200 games a senior footy thinking, yeah, Sean Smith, Millsy Fleece. Thinking, yeah. Nah, these guys never filled this out. And they always did. Did and they? It was just, I think it was just more to get everybody thinking about what was what was uh, what was the goal and how mm. to achieve it? Mm. Just things like that. Um, just mental things. That's all. It's it is. those just mental things. Mental, yeah, little mental games that they used to tr- coaches play with you. Yeah, to yeah. Um, hopefully get you over. Yeah, but I reckon, Tina, you'll notice as soon as you get to the game tomorrow, the girls will be on. You can mm. see it in their eyes. Yeah, they'll be a bit nervous, but once they get out there, I think I said it last night. It's just another game for a bigger prize at the end of it. That's all. Mm. Absolutely. So, mm. That's know, right. And obviously the B grade will. They're all been there and done it before, played in finals, I think. Most of them, Jane Aitken would have played a few in a time. She, yeah, she has. Um, well, Stephen's been there, mm-hmm. coach. Mm-hmm. Probably Sarah and Carmen wouldn't have played in many, I reckon. Yeah, I'm not sure. And I certainly – I don't think – because remember, out of seven players, we've got three sisters on that court. Mm. Yeah, but don't bicker amongst themselves, which is just phenomenal to me because <laughs> if it was me and my sister, my God, <laughs> try and keep us yeah, apart. You'd have to put us – yeah, 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 yeah. So there may not – but – Brooke, Brooke. Brooke might have played in some early at Romba when she was a kid. Mm. She might have played in a few. Uh, Beck, you mean? Brooke's her sister? Beck, yeah. yeah. And Brooke so, is so. actually away at the moment celebrating her birthday. So, there you go. yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, look, it'll be interesting, but I think we're all um, – Just, Jade, mm. um, great announcement last night. Yeah. Terrific announcement. Yeah, 3.85 yeah. or 3.85 to finish off the Riverfront Master Plan. So all you got to do is get elected now. That's right. Yeah. I've got a donation form here too if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> 3. 8, you're going to donate to me? <laughs> yeah, no. No, no, but we, yeah, well, we need to get elected but we also need to get rid of old mate that's in there at the moment. Yeah. Um, so that's what, you know, we can make all these promises yeah. and we'll deliver on them if we can form a government. So to get a minority government, we need to flip 11 seats and Mildura is one of those key seats. Um, To get a majority government, we need 18. That's a lot. Mm. That's a lot. But it's doable. That's right. Absolutely doable. I'm sick of seeing your face on signs everywhere. Give it to you. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. I'll get used to it. We've got <laughs> 78 days to go. Jeez. I was just looking at the weather yesterday on one of the apps. Yeah. Did you come up as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> you won't see me for a couple of days on the weather apps because of, oh, we, and we haven't spoken about the death of 
our oh, Queen Elizabeth yeah. II. Um, but yeah, we've we've we had a meeting this morning. We've pulled all advertising and stuff out of respect for the ten days of mourning. Oh, ten or twelve? Ten. Days. Ten. Yeah. ten days of mourning. Did yeah. you realise that's where the phrase? London, London Bridge is falling. Come from? No, well, that was their. That's their their trigger phrase. Yeah, London Bridge is falling actually came from when London Bridge fell. I oh, know, but that was their trigger. That's their to, code to, word. For everyone to close their shops. Yeah, yeah. London Bridge has fallen. Yeah, yeah. I actually read that this one. Mm. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. So, actually, um, me and Carl were watching the late news last night, and it came up that she was ill and whatever. And I said, yeah, she'll be gone by the morning. Well, yeah. I actually said. Um, when she, when they said that she'd gone to Balmoral and she was being supervised, and mind you, I don't get to hear a lot of news these days because I'm never home. And she was being made comfortable. Comfortable, yeah. 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 And I thought, oh, she's gone to Balmoral, which was famously her favourite place. To die. To die, mm. yeah. Although I had said before I, I thought she may have died months ago. Um, I've at, heard just that theory a, before Yeah. Too. I don't know. doesn't matter now. A bloke was telling me on Sunday, actually Father's Day, that the Queen died two years ago. Oh, no, she didn't and die Donald, Donald, Donald Trump was still president of America. Oh, gosh. So, mate, I don't know what rock wow. you've been in, but do you want to get <laughs> oh, well. out? Oh, I don't know what he's taking, but she <laughs> oh, yeah. is. I hope nobody else and gets hold of that stuff. And he was out of it. He was like, no. Yeah, he's yeah like, maybe. To remove yourself from reality. <laughs> so, yeah. like, so, mate, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Who was that? Oh, it's a long story. It's a long story. Wow. Oh, yeah, no, that's uh, – that's, them's crazy speak. Is Elvis still alive? Yeah, Elvis is still alive. According to Amelia, she is. <laughs> really? Oh, she's a big Elvis fan now. Oh, yeah, after seeing the oh, movie. Oh, my God. And so. she thinks he's still alive. Oh, who knows with her? She's got some <laughs> he's making coffees in Chapel Street. <laughs> <laughs> Cricket um, training? Yeah. Mm. Is that on Sunday? Sunday, to, oh, tomorrow morning, yep. Starts no, tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning uh, Saturday. Sunday morning, tomorrow sorry. Busy. Sunday yeah, yeah, yeah. at 10 o'clock or something. Yep, 10 o'clock. Uh, your finger. Yep. Because when I talk about when I think about cricket, I think about your finger, yeah, and that well, is just you waved to someone in the sheds last night, and all yeah. I could see when you put your hand up was <laughs> yeah. This but that's because of the boys. They <gasps> play, the under sixteen boys pay at me all the time. They <sighs> always just making fun of me poor finger. So, well, when are you getting a cut off? Twenty eighth this month. Terrific, excellent. Yep. Are you sticking around? No, grand finals the week before that, isn't it? AFL is a Saturday before. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. So you go to the grand final? Oh, yep. Once Collingwood makes it, I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> Once Collingwood makes it. It's just – it's always going to happen. They just want to – Do you think? They'll, they'll beat Fremantle this week. And then the only thing that worries me, they might have to play their grand final a week earlier to beat Sydney in Sydney. Mm. But um, oh, it could be it could be actually a Melbourne-Geelong grand final, I reckon. Do you reckon? Do you reckon Melbourne will get it? I have no doubt that Geelong play, will. Oh, that's another thing I read this morning. Mm. Joe Danaher, mm. full forward for Brisbane, will miss tonight's game because his wife's in labour. Oh, really? Geez, that's a big choice to make, isn't it? Mm. Do you go to the – is it their first child? I'm not 100%. That's the first question Carmel asked me when I said to her. Well, cause it's, because from a woman's point of view, if it was your first child, you'd want him there. If it's not, go and do what you want. What about if they have a second one? It doesn't matter. That's what I mean. If it's not yeah, their if it's not their if first child, the first one could be there for a second one. Yeah, but you don't know the circumstances around how easily she's got pregnant. Oh, you know, all oh. what the pregnancy's been well, like. I haven't got him the, on speed dial. To no, no, no. That's out, what I mean. So you don't know. Like that's a hard choice to make, and you couldn't just say, "Oh, he should play." You don't know the circumstances behind it. AFL footballer getting paid eight hundred thousand dollars a year. He is still a person at the end of the day. And even if, final. even if you are a whatever your job is, getting paid that money, you still get annual leave. Oh, <laughs> yeah, from end of September. Or compassionate onwards. leave. <laughs> but why point? Well, how come they can't plan a pregnancy around finals? Are you joking? <laughs> oh my 
It's like having weddings during the footy season. That's yeah, I know. That's, but that's something that is not at the mercy of uh, nature. Like <laughs> labour kind, labour kind of is. Well, you don't know. Again, oh. you don't know the circumstances. You don't know whether it was planned or unplanned. It might have been unplanned. Then, you know. All right, we'll, we'll agree to disagree on this one. <sighs> yeah. Okay. We'll we'll agree to <laughs> not be rational. Fine. We'll agree that we're going to have three good wins tomorrow. And agreed. everybody be happy. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. So what time you're getting there at like 7 o'clock or in the morning, something the ridiculous? Yep. Yep. 7.30 they're opening the gates. How are we going to go for parking? No, parking's Donnie will get a car park. Yeah, Donnie will get a car park. <laughs> Save us one. Yeah. <laughs> I might take a truck and I'll just park it and then yeah. I'll shift it and everyone gets there. Good idea. Actually, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah. Could you, well, Thanks we actually thought about getting a bus, like if we got a bus, because there'll be plenty of bus parking. Yeah. Look, I've got a farm in Trentham. Everyone can park there and get an Uber in if they want. Free parking. Perfect. How about you come out and do shuttles? Or Nancy could do shuttles. <laughs> Park idea. at your place and Nancy can run us in. Actually, that is a really good idea. Hey, Jade. did you see the map that um, South Precinct has put in the Sir Major Daily? There's actually car spots allocated to coaches. Is that it really? Be us. Yeah. Is there? Yes. Cool. Coaching Ooh, and official they staff. Have to have disabled parking, us? surely. Yeah, sure. Well, so that, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Does. You're not a coach. No, I'm not. You're but not I'm think I could go up with Stephen. But surely they've got yeah. disabled parking as well. Have to for oh, the elderly. Have to. Yeah, but you're not disabled. Mum and Dad have got a card I can grab. <laughs> have they? <laughs> Sam got one because of his heart. I don't know why they got it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope no one of any influence <laughs> listens to this because they may not have it for very long. Mum and Dad are fitter than me, so I don't know why they got <laughs> God. Righto. Good luck, yeah. Tina. All the best. Best of luck, Tina. You. you too, Jade. Thank you. Thank Same you. to you both. Best of luck to the 16s tomorrow too. Bring it home. Yeah, you can almost smell game day, can't you? Oh, just also listening to the Vale podcast. Find more Ugh. local stories in Mildura Living Magazine. Mm-hmm.